This is Eddie Whittingham with Clock Tower Tap Room. You're listening to The Joint by Chris Hitchcock on the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. The only joint my mama burned was on the rural route. She parked in old man Taters Woods so she wouldn't be found out. Turned off her dome light, snuck off by herself. Crashed down beneath that window, fired it up, gave it hell. At that hangout my daddy used to hang around. We watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down. And just like that, the taps and stools and tables got turned to the only joint my mama ever burned. I'll get sassy and bluegrass. Come on. Hey, this is Eddie Whittingham with Clock Tower Taproom and Billiards, and you're listening to the Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys Podcast, the latest and greatest episode. Big thank you, as always, to our man behind the mic, Chris Hitchcock, for a theme song. You can search Stephen the Mayor at Southern Bling Beer Reviews on Instagram and TikTok. Wayne the Sage, you can search him on YouTube, Wayne's Beer Delivery, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter, at Wayne's Beer Delivery. And yours truly, producer, humble correspondent, Chase. Search me on YouTube, Nutmeg2Palmetto. One word, follow me on Instagram and TikTok, at Nutmeg2Palmetto. Last week, we had the pleasure of sitting down with some fine folks from Replay Brewing Company up in Fort Mill, and... There was an extra guest that popped in a couple times. You may remember him. Andrew runs the social media scene at Replay. We're sitting here at Replay. And one of our fellow beer influencers is also sitting down with us today. Follow him on Instagram, at Rick Speed. Beer influencer out of the greater Charlotte market. So, gentlemen, how should we set up this interview? We haven't done a what are we drinking in a long time. So let's get to pouring some beer. Each one of us have brought a beer to share, and let's get it cracking. It's been a long time coming on a Waterway drinking, so I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm always ready for it. <laughs> and, and we're here with fellow beer gram people. So. Andrew is the only person at this table that actually works for a brewery. Well, What's the progression of the beers we're going to have? Well, here, why don't, we'll let you set up the beers on the table and then explain to us what order we're going to drink them in. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, uh, I, I appreciate the credit, I, but I will say, figuring out when you're having beers like this and the uh, order to do them in, I'm going to borrow a book, a 
page out of uh, Rick's book because he and I would try to figure this out when we would do model shares. What's going to make sense? And that's it. I was going to flip those two. That was my only thought. That was the only thing I was thinking. Because it's heavier? Yeah, that's a little But it's thicker. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yeah, let's switch them up. That's fine. We can do the other way. So, essentially, like, if you're doing this where you're doing a line of a variety of beers, lagers, lighter stuff you always want to start with, um, sours are always the last one because those will wreck your palate. If you have anything afterwards, it's just going to screw it up, so you don't want to mess with that. Right now, we've got two IPAs, a stout, and a barrel-aged barley wine. So we're actually going to go with those. We have two IPAs. We're going to knock those out first. That kind of makes sense. After that, we were kind of going back and forth on what makes sense to go with. We're going to do uh, barley wine um, next because the stout, it's a big one. You know, they're both big ones at the end. But that's a big, thick, like, pastry stout. So we're going to finish off with that one because that will also kind of mess, you know, I would say mess, you know, mess with your palate in a, you know, not in a bad way. You just don't want to do, have, have too many beers after that. So we're going to, we're going to follow the progression that we show here on the table here. Rick, play your influencer game up a little bit. What's the lineup as, as Andrew has laid out? Sell, sell the, sell the lineup. The lineup of beers? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we got a, it looks like a regular IPA here. Hopped um, with uh, Mosaic, Galaxy, Nelson, and Sabin, and Citra with Phantasm. Woo! Uh, the yeast is uh, Cosmic Punch on this one. Looks like it's coming in at about 7.2%. Uh, put out by Glastown Brewery. And I believe they are in uh, New Jersey. My home state of New Jersey. Donkey Kong! And it's called Donkey Kong IPA. And next up, we're going to be doing, uh, you know, it's burial, so it's got a long-ass name. Yeah, be ready for that. <laughs> uh, paragraph of a name. I used to imagine all the bright lights and glory. Now, this is a triple IPA. It's a collaboration with other half. Comes in at 10%. And we got uh, Triple Dry Hop with Sabro, Citra, Vic Secret, and Simcoe. And like I said, that's a collab with other half, Triple IPA. Thank you for bringing that. Oh, you're welcome. We got uh, Andrew brought Ernest Beer Works out of is Ohio. That's Toledo. Yeah, Toledo, Ohio. And it's a barrel-aged barley wine. Uh, not much to really say about that except barley wine is light, and it's a holiday <laughs> spice wood version of the barrel aged barley wine. And then we're uh, finishing off with uh, Martin House, Shell Shock, Imperial Stout with pecans, fudge, caramel, and vanilla at 10%. Who wants to do the honors of cracking the first can? I want to open up the Dainty Cone just because this got sent. To me by friends, and I'm extremely excited. But I'm gonna give you the first what, pour. Would you call it a damn danky? I didn't call it a damn danky. I was calling them a damn Yankee. But I'm from Ohio. Like Yankees, that's East Coast. Like 
I'm one of those just Midwestern screw-ups. Anything past a Mason-Dixon line to me is a Yankee. Hey, but we brought good-ass beers, so you know what? Like, come on, give us some credit. These are cool-ass Yankees, okay? Cool-ass Yankees. Yeah. What do you want, guys? I'll use that. It might have been too heavy of a pour. Hold on, man. Wait. Oh, man. Dude. Dude. Who brought the Mario? Who brought the Mario glass, by the way? Of course, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, that's why. That's why. Yeah, I'm, of course, I got the Mario glass. It's actually Yoshi. It's actually the Yoshi uh, glass from uh, Tipple, Tipple Glass. Let's go around the table and get the aromas. First, I want to say happy birthday to Rick Speed. That's why I gave him most of my board. <laughs> Rick Speed here at Rick Speed on Instagram. Um, really nice aroma. Kind of reminds me almost like of a, a East and West Coast mashup. Got some nice hot bill coming through there. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of like a soft uh, tropical note on it. Like not too heavy, almost like soft mango, soft papaya type of aroma on it. I'm just smelling straight oranges, but it's got a really good aroma. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'll be a little out of the box, but that's typically my palate. It's out on Mars. Definitely got some IBUs to it. And I'm smelling like, I'm getting that melon aroma. I'm getting the melon aroma. Flavor time. Kind of watered down in my, to me. All right, so like more watered I'm down. I'm out of left field with my uh, description. Uh, Chase may pick up on this, but a fellow uh, beer reviewer on YouTube, uh, Ridgeopolis. This is danky. I'm getting a little bit of uh, melon, a little bit of citrus, a little bit of dirty gym locker. Yes! You know, but uh, let's uh, go into the taste. Uh, cheers, gentlemen. Uh, Someone already finished yeah, theirs. I already finished mine. <laughs> we'll plank with the actual glass. Plank. Leaving us in suspense. All right, so this is a uh, double or triple? Triple. triple. It's a regular IPA. It's a double. Oh, seven two. It's listed as a double, seven point two percent. Yeah. It's so kind of it straddles like a high regular IPA, low double IPA. All right, so to me, this one is uh, the uh, the nose is worse than the taste. I mean, this is actually really decent, really good. I'm getting, for all the hop flavor, this is kind of like, it's not quite fully West Coast, but there's a lot of strong hop flavor in it to make there's me think like it's West almost West Coast. Yeah. Said I know you finished it, but what are your thoughts? <laughs> so it was a little, to me, in my opinion, it was a little bit more watered down in flavor. I was expecting more hoppiness, and I just didn't get that out of it. Ouch, last town. What? Ouch, last town. No, I mean, everybody's got their own opinion. <laughs> you know, I'm a big IPA guy, but that just, that didn't do it for me. And I was so hyped up for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely pick up, I mean, it's it's got a little bit of body, a little bit of mouthfeel, nothing like too crazy, like you said, kind of watered down. I, I mean, it's definitely on the lighter side of the body. But um, I definitely like Rick was talking about as well with me, like, Definitely some West Coast note to it on the flavor. Um, 
but that like it, it, it kind of hugs the line between a, a hazy New England style and, and a um, you know bitter piney resinous West Coast. So I mean, and personally, I kind of like that when it's a little bit of both at the same time. I mean, it's got its time and place for it, sure. For me, it definitely leans uh, more West Coast than East Coast. It does have that little bit of pillowy softness to it, but at the same time, it's pretty dank, pretty resiny. So I'm picking that up as more leaning towards the West Coast style. Um, it, it's it's for me, it's just missing something a little bit there. I don't know, maybe the Maltville is not to my liking, but um, it, it does feel. Um, a little bit light when it comes to a 7.2 IPA flavor-wise. Tastes a little bit of wateriness to it, um, especially with the phantasm in it. I was thinking it would be a lot more pillowy and soft, and it's really not there for me. Yeah, I've noticed the um, phantasm of late has lost a lot of the softness and it's getting more hoppy bitter uh, of lately as it's becoming more out in the market. All right, Rick, what's the next beer that Andrew's laid out? We got the uh, Burial and Other Half collab. This is a triple IPA at 10%. And if I could just describe this can, there's these eyeballs on top of the Larry O'Brien trophy, which is the trophy awarded to the NBA champion at the end of every season, Swish Wayne. <laughs> and being a big hoops head, and of course my foray into podcasts before we started this was the Hoops Boys podcast, so that I'm looking at this can, I'm seeing the basketball theme, and I'm kind of loving that. Who brought this? Rick brought this? Rick, why don't you tell us about a little bit of your acquisition of this as we pour our glasses? Um, basically, uh, Burial opened up a tap room here in Charlotte. You can order their beers online and then pick them up, you know, throughout the week when they have a release on Wednesday. This was one of the beers they offered. I think it was like maybe two or three weeks ago. Um, it's one of the fresher ones, and it's a collab with the uh, other half, uh, like I mentioned earlier. The Titan that they are. I'm getting a lot of pineapple in the nose. A little bit of hop, but the pineapple is really overtaking it. Super smooth. 10%, man. So you've had it before? No, this is the first time I've had it. Oh. Straight out the box, it smells like it's extremely dry hopped, in my opinion. Triple dry hopped. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't paying attention, obviously. TDH. Yeah, I mean, it's, it almost smells sweet. Like, but not in a bad way. It's got a nice, like, sweetness to it on top of that super tropical kind of hit. Very good. So, uh, yeah, very, very pleasant on the aroma. Very good. So I took a page out of the, the mayor's playbook and actually accidentally snorted the beer. <laughs> oh! What I'm picking up is a lot of tropicalness, a lot of smoothness. And the, top, the, numerous times. the, the can art on it is fantastic. Uh, Nordic, you know, I'm a little bit of hoops head myself because uh, I watched my son go from uh, rec ball to college basketball. And uh, so, so this is a pool. 
These are the trophies sitting on the edge of the pool, and that's the pool. Oh, that says the water. I can see the yep. water now. Yep, okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, for years, I've always been a big fan of Burial, and I think they really, really kill it when they do these triple IPAs. Um, some of their some of their favorite IPAs are their triples to me. Um, it's just a stellar job. 10% beer, super smooth to drink, very tropical. A uh, little bit of booziness because it's still kind of fresh. Uh, with these beers from Burial, I feel that always the four to six week mark on these 10% IPAs gets it right in that sweet spot where it starts to mellow out in the can a little bit. But just phenomenal beer altogether. Yeah, for me, I got so much pineapple up front. I was expecting a very juicy fruit kind of tropical flavor, but it's really just a lot of hops. I'm getting a hoppy, piney, kind of a, not, I don't want to say bitter because I don't want people to think West Coast, but like it's definitely got a little bit of that bite, that hop bite to it. As we finish these and get ready to crack the next one, Andrew, is there anything that you could share from your experience at Replay as far as where that bitterness comes from? Is it from the malts? Is it from the hops? Is it from some other uh, introduction to the brewing process? So, yeah, I mean, a lot of that really can come in. It is strictly from the hops uh, with that bitterness, but it also comes down to that further, one, when the hops are added, but then two, what hops are being used. Because, you, you know, you can get a massive amount of bitterness if you add a bunch of hops at the beginning of the boil. Because usually when you make a beer, you boil it for an hour or longer, depending on the beer. And you add hops at the beginning of that boil, you're not going to get much flavor or much aroma from those hops. You're just going to get straight up bitterness. So that's really where you can dictate a lot of that. But, like, you had, you had um, last week, you had the, the um, double IPA that I made, the wrap snitches. Yeah. There were no hops added in the boil on that one. That was all late addition post-fermentation hops. But it still had a lot of hot bite. And it comes that comes down to what hops we use and how much. That was we added a crap ton later on. And even though it doesn't add to what what would be measured as bitterness because it wasn't added in the boil, you're still gonna get a ton of like that hot bite like you talked about, maybe, that perceived bitterness. What hops did you put in wrap snitches? Uh, that one was all mosaic and falconer's flight. So I went with that MF Doom theme, so I did MF, mosaic, falconer's flight. And those both can add a lot of um, a lot of perceived bitterness, because they are both fairly high in what's called alpha acids. That um, alpha acid uh, measurement, the higher that alpha acid number, usually the more bitterness it's going to lend to um, you know, any type of beer. So, like low alpha acid hops, like some of your old, like English style hops, you don't have like English bitters and stuff like that. They say bitter, but they're not very bitter because the hops don't have a huge content. I see you, Rick and Nancy over here. What's the next beer that you've laid that, that Andrew's laid out for us in progression? We got a uh, Ernest Beer Works Bourbon Barrel Aged Holiday Spice Wood uh, Barley Wine. Spice? I hear spice, I hear barrel I hear barrel wine, barley wine. Wayne, that's going to be some kicking. 
when you're getting a barley wine, you know you're in for a treat because it is in your face. It's smooth. That's good. And, Thank uh, you. Whoa, definitely, uh, definitely not a uh, session beer for sure. Crack open. Oh, straight up bourbon. That's straight up. I just asked. I just asked Andrew. I said, "Did you just crack open a bottle of bourbon?" It. Yeah, but like to me, what I get on those is like half bourbon, half like wine almost. It's like a softer bourbon. Yeah, so this one, um, it says on the, beer, um, the side of the bottle. So it's actually aged in uh, Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels. And then after it matured, they, um, they blend it with cinnamon, ginger, and orange peel. So it is, it's not just a regular bourbon barley wine, it's a spiced barley wine at that. So this is meant for Christmas time. Um, and I got this Christmas 2021. So this has been sitting and, and mellowing for a good year plus. So. On the nose, I get that cinnamon. I get a little bit of the bourbon. It's kind of like got a little bit of a fruity note to it. Taste the cinnamon right off the bat. Flavor-wise, it's so soft. What What's the gravity on that? I don't know what the gravity was, but um, it ended up at uh, 12%. Two years ago. I wouldn't guess that was any more than five. That is so soft, so fruity, so light. That was 12% two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Probably about a good 15 right now. Uh, super smooth, uh, super balanced in the, in the nose. Great taste. Definitely a uh, Decepticon. Uh, don't chug this and drive for sure. Choo, 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 choo. Yeah, I just want to like uh, go home and put my fireplace on and light a cigar and sip on this for about yes, three hours. Exactly yes. what I was thinking. Yep. <laughs> I will agree with Rick on this one for sure. But the very first thing I got, I told Andrew, I said, took a sip and I was like, wow, the cinnamon popped my tongue first. Even before I tasted like bourbon. But yeah, I agree with you, Rick. Get a nice cigar, set from your fireplace, and let it roll. That, that, that reinforces my in, internal ego to my high tolerance for spice, because I just get all soft fruitiness from it. I don't. You get straight cinnamon. Well, that's okay, because everybody's taste palette's different. Mine's changing all the time. That's right, and mine's often out on Mars. <laughs> Rick, last but not least. <laughs> oh boy, something's oh, no, good. <laughs> uh, what, what are we doing? On the last oh, beer now? Last one. Last one. Uh, Shell Shop, Martin House. And it looks like it's a collab with TSA. I don't know who that is, but I know Martin. The travel? The government? They're going to fill you up and give you a stout. What it says here, TSA with a turtle, because, you know, the line's at uh, the airport, and they move like turtles there. But right. No oh! Might as well get something to feel good. So we got Imperial Stout with uh, pecans or pecans, depends on where you're from. That's a great debate. Uh, yes, it is. Here's oh, the salad. For sure. Caramel or caramel and vanilla. Vanilla everywhere. So 10%. 
Imperial Stout. Got uh, what is that? I don't know. There's no color on the belt. Yeah. Well, no, it's got the size, so that's Raphael. That's Raphael. Yeah, it's blue, but blue is Leonardo, but he's holding a side, which and is Raphael. Raphael. So we got. I guess we're trying to stay away from copyright infringement. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to make it look like just one turtle, so they can't get. We can't get in trouble for it. Shout out to Brian James, uh, beer with me on that's Instagram fun. for sending this to me. Yeah, uh, you know, my fellow podcast partners are all uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans. So yeah, that was our childhood. <laughs> so we'll go around the table as these gentlemen are pouring it. We'll go around the table and tell our our own interpret our own uh, pronunciation of pecan or pecan. It's not cracked all the way yet. What's yours, Connecticut boy? Mine is pecan. I say pecan. Caramel or caramel? Caramel. Pecan and caramel. Caramel and pecan. Oh. To be honest, I. I um, I go I go either way with it. It depends on what I'm talking about. Or you know, I've used pecan, I've used pecan. I probably use pecan more often. But then caramel and caramel, again, kind of the same thing. If I want some, if I want those little individually wrapped candies, those are caramels. But if I want, you know, you know that that same stuff covered in a in popcorn, and that's that's caramel corn. So I I definitely kind of use a use both. Got high maintenance. Completely contextual. Completely contextual. We call that bougie, sir. Bougie. Oh, I am such yeah, yeah. I'm such a bougie bitch. I you know <laughs> I, I'm holding each of these beers with a pinky out. This is a family show. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm a bougie bee. <laughs> not not bougie. <laughs> What, what are we asking now? This is the, the caramel, caramel, pecan, or pecan. I don't know. Normally, from being a, from originally from the north, in the north, to me, we always used to say pecan, pecan, pecan. Down here, when I moved down here, everybody says pecan. So, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I've adapted to the local environment of pecan. Uh, caramel, caramel. I go with caramel most times. Uh, that's just my preference. I think it sounds more elegant. Eloquent. Yeah, so. Eloquent and elegant. Yeah, elegant, whatever. <laughs> I'm not as bougie. I don't switch back and forth depending on what it's on or what it's in. <laughs> I'm just special. Listen, in life, there's no wrong answer when it comes to this, but it's caramel and <laughs> and, and gone. So we'll 50-50. As, as you, you shout out one YouTuber, I'll shout out another YouTuber. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'll give you a thumbs up on the... It goes down, I'll give you a thumbs down on the pronunciation. <laughs> Dave CD. <laughs> Alright, so this beer... I'm almost wishing I didn't share it because this is that, that good to me. <laughs> um... <laughs> The pecans, the, uh, the fudge, the caramel, the vanilla. This is super smooth, and at 10%, you would never, ever know it. Uh, Imperial Stouts, check. Nerd them for the uh, turning into weird turtles yeah. on there. Definitely check. That's what I saw. Beers with friends, check. Checks all the boxes. 
And I will confirm there is a bit of a confusion on the can with which turtle it is. There's no bandana. The elbow pads and the wrist pads are very much blue, if anything. But he is very clearly holding a sigh, which is Raphael. If anybody knows anything about Martin House, you know, they've gotten in trouble a couple times with like their Christmas tree beer with Little Debbie. And they got the letter and they, they have to be very careful on what they post and what they make a beer out of. So I can understand like Rick was saying, that's probably a 100% copyright deal. Yeah, but we know what it is. Previous guest of the show at 210 Booze. You're down in Texas. You get Martin House a lot. If you can find out what, which turtle was represented on Shell Shock, please let us know. But he doesn't even have his eye band, his headband yeah, that goes on his eyes. <laughs> so for me, I was getting a lot more sweet, a lot more of the fudge, a lot more of, was it vanilla? Yeah, there's vanilla in there. Yeah. yeah. So that I'm getting a lot more of the fudge, the vanilla on the aroma, but the flavor, the nuttiness comes through a lot more. It's kind of like a little bit sweet, a little bit nutty. Kind of like 50-50, but you're almost all sweet to me. My, my first nose test, I thought I was getting ready to drink a brown ale because I didn't taste any booziness or smell any booziness. It was all brown ale. First taste on my taste buds was like pecans, pecans, whatever you want to call it. Caramel, caramel, I didn't taste any of that. But it's just an easy drinking beer. For what, 12%? 10%. 10%. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's definitely an easier drinking beer for the percentage. Uh, for me, on the mouth, on the taste, I almost get a little bit of like a dark fruit kind of a uh, flavor, almost like a almost like a dark plum type at the same time. I mean, there's still that chocolateiness, that fudge and everything else. But it kind of blended in this, you know, kind of like slightly sweet, but you know, again, not too thick at the same time. You know, really, I mean, really pleasant and super easy. Again, this would be, if you give this to somebody and they just, you know, tip the whole thing back, they probably won't think that there's, you know, it wasn't that heavy. But they'll feel it in like 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the flavors are definitely there. I'm getting uh, pecan and vanilla uh, in the forefront. Pecan. <laughs> pecan. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit thinner than most stouts I drink, but the stouts I drink, I guess you can call me bougie with this. Out, so, uh, Rick's a heavy hitter. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I tend to like the real thick, heavy, you know, 15% stouts you can't see through, darkest night type stouts. So um, this is a little bit thinner, uh, definitely not drinking like 10%. Good flavor that I feel like this could sneak up on you real quick. Um, that's pretty it, pretty much it for me. Gentlemen, we're going to get a little personal in a minute, but you are the guest of the show, so what is your final words from this episode of the Upstate Beer Boys podcast? Whatever you want to promote from your individual platform or platforms, what do you got as far as your final words spreading the good love, knowledge words of 
craft beer or whatever craft beer brands you represent. Hey, not a problem. I mean, I'm always down for spreading the good word of craft beer. So, again, I, uh, I I run social media for Replay Brewing, so I'm always going to push Replay, replay uh, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You know, we, we like to have a lot of fun, and we try to show that. And personally, I do my own videos and uh, Instagram on uh, it's ASXL41. Um, exactly, right there on the right there on our table. So. Um, I mean, that's where you can find me, but, you know, find us, find Replay. That's, you know, uh, at the end of it, this has been a, a nice grouping of uh, beer options, and it's nice to, to try, you know, you know, a lighter, you know, a lighter, 7.2 IPA, big boy. Like, we, we, we escalated very quickly. We started, 7.2 is the light one, so we, uh, we definitely hit that curve fast. <laughs> Just, uh, just want to remind everybody, this is what craft beer is all about, getting together with friends, sharing beer. Uh, you know, not everybody has the same access to all the different beers. Beer trading has been a big thing for me over the years, and uh, it still is. Uh, I've been doing the Instagram probably for close to 12 years now, reviewing beers on there. Um, and it, you meet a lot of people. I wouldn't be here today on this podcast if I hadn't met Steven, who's on the podcast here, uh, probably, what, about five years ago. Yeah. We started trading beer, meeting up, you know, on our way home from work and stuff like that. So, it, you know, it, it's all about community, and I hope people remember that, that everybody is welcome in that community, and, um, you know, that's really all I have to say. Go out there, share some beers with friends. You know, we like to say beers for everybody, so thank you, Andrew, thank you, Rick, for coming on the show. Rick, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank How old are you, Rick? 25? Yeah, 25. 25 years old today. <laughs> well, regardless of how old than you, so thanks for being on the show. Thanks for uh, sharing these awesome beers. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'll turn this over to uh, Chase. Oh! I caught it, I caught it, I caught it. Stop moving. Gentlemen, just rub it in like cologne. Uh, are you getting emotional over there? A, a year and a half ago, I didn't know, I didn't know you two knuckleheads. I didn't know you two knuckleheads from a fucking hole in the wall. Excuse my, <laughs> excuse my French. And the amount of memories that the amount of memories and connections that we have coalesced and built up in the last 18, 19 months is absolutely irreplaceable. And I was just I was just some Again, excuse my French, some dipshit from the Northeast that knew some other people that did a beer podcast. And I'm thinking, I could do that someday. But I don't want to do that stuff by myself. And you you guys were the first two individuals that I came in, in, in close encounters with. And for whatever reason, you were willing to 
run along with me and chase this, I don't want to call it a dream, but a goal of enjoying good beer, meeting good people, and promoting this fun little niche that is craft beer. And as I kind of, over the next several months, figure out what my end goal is in craft beer and in production, as far as promoting things like that, as I take some time to figure that out, I just want to thank you guys at Wings Beer Delivery and at Southern Blake Beer Reviews for taking on this ride with me. As I move on to as I move on to other things and completely lose my train of thought here. Um, I couldn't think of I, I mean obviously shout out to Andrew and with his team, the NJT's team at Replay, um, thank, you know, shouting, shouting them out for allowing us the additional time to do this little goodbye from here on location. But I can't, I, I, I don't know, I, I can't think of a better way to phrase into words the appreciation I have that the two of you are willing to start this project with me and take it build something great to the point where any one of us because it, it as it as it stands it's me but it could be either it could be any of us in a position where someone could decide that they might not fit this into their life and the product continues and still supports the communities that it supports so i just want to give you guys a huge thank you to your commitment to this project over the last year and a half and I wish you guys nothing but the best as far as the future ahead for the Upstate Beer Boys podcast and how it promotes here in the South, whether that's North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, whatever it may be, and to any borders beyond that it may hit. So first off, we all got together and met at the Birds Fly South. We had a good time. We laughed. We talked about what your ideas were starting a podcast. We all got together. We butted heads constantly, all three of us. But in the end, it was all about putting out great product, which was a beer review, beer interviews, and the end goal was just to be the podcast, the elite in the upstate that gave free advertisement and gave advertisement to breweries. And that's what we did. And that's what we're going to continue to do. And I wish you nothing but the best. I hate that you're walking away. Uh, but the show must go on. And Wayne and I are going to do everything in our power to continue to put out the product that we started with. It won't be the same without you. Uh, we've talked about that, but uh, the show must go on, and we will push it on. You know, Chase, I understand that, you know, things in life change, situations change, priorities change, and this isn't a goodbye, this is a see you later. You are one of the founding fathers of the Upstate Rivers podcast, and so, 
we wish you well in your future endeavors. And uh, who knows, our cast may cross again later on down the line. So, uh, so we want to thank uh, you for helping us spearhead this project. And we're going to take this time and bring them run with it. And we are going to make the uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia people proud of what uh, this podcast is and represents. We wish you all the success on your future endeavors, whatever they may be. And uh, thanks for life. And uh, just again, thank you for everything. So, uh, you know, we have our, our sponsors. We have uh, John Sharkey from the uh, Greenville Craft Beer Fest, Upstate Realty, uh, Motion Graphics, and uh, our best friend, uh, Eddie Whittingham, from the Clock Tower Taproom in Simpsonville, South Carolina. And uh, with that, uh, Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. We got one more person that wants to make a final word. Oh, no, no, no. You, you, got, you got two here. Two. This concludes our heartfelt episode of Upstate Beer Hall. Eddie Arms of the Angel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so far, both so sweet. And, uh, you know, not to take that away, but I was just like, oh, cue that Sarah McLaughlin. It's that moment. It was that moment. You know, I just met this guy like a week ago for the first time. And then I found out today that he's leaving the podcast. So, like, you know, WTF, man. <laughs> for only a few dollars a day, you can donate to the Upstate Bird Boys podcast to further our endeavors. Because <laughs> I need a new microphone. <laughs> Thank you. This is mine. <laughs> uh, gentlemen. Speaking of tunes that we melodically butcher, there is another tune that we need to... I don't know if we could pay it any more better tribute than Sarah McLaughlin. We're just boys. We like beer. If you think that's kind of hazy. Or let's make it clear. We're just boys. We're just boys. We like beer. That sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondales, IPAs, Cider Stouts, and the USA, which is boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. Upstate Beer Boys. This is Eddie Whittingham with Clock Tower Taproom and Billiards, and you've been listening to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Eddie Whittingham with Clock Tower Tap Room. You're listening to Friday Night by Chris Hitchcock on the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Back road dust blowing in the wind. Pickup trucks start rolling in. Sky turning colors when the sun starts sinking low. Break out of that long week state of mind. Gonna burn a little brush pile wood tonight. Wind chimes ringing, swinging side to side real slow. 